0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about the Hawks' 115-123 to 123 loss to the Boston Celtics. Without further ado, let's get into it. What a game down at the farm. I was kind of worried that this game might get away from the Hawks early. They were only suiting up nine guys. They didn't... There was no DeAndre Hunter, no Cam Reddish, no Bruno Fernando. Evan Turner was active for the first time in a long time. And it felt like this could be a game that the Celtics take their lead early, keep the Hawks at bay for pretty much the whole game, and then maybe the Hawks make it respectable at the end, but it was never really a game. Celtics and Hawks games are always bring out a ton of fans from Boston. When I arrived at the arena, there was a ton of green everywhere jerseys from Kevin Garnett to Paul Pierce to Jared Sullinger, Jason Tatum. I mean it was certainly almost 50-50 Celtics fans and Hawks fans but the Hawks changed all that and got out to a really fast start. After allowing the Celtics to score five unanswered the Hawks went on a run of their own and really took control of the game in the first quarter. Trey had 17 points in that first quarter and the Hawks just were moving the ball really well. Jeff Teague was starting in place of Cam Reddish and it despite being much much shorter and smaller than the Celtics the Hawks were able to really push the pace and score a lot of buckets and the Hawks were hitting everything I mean Trey was four of four from three-point land to start the game and the Hawks really just controlled that first quarter and ended it ahead by six points 34 to 28. They finished it shooting shooting 62% from the field, over 50% from three-point land, and it was just an awesome, awesome first quarter. Um, again, the Hawks were only playing nine, so their bench included Vince Carter, Brandon Goodwin, Trevion Graham, and Evan Turner, and Vince Carter spent some time at the five again, which is just a really weird situation to see Vince Carter down there, and he can really only get away with it because he's such a respected veteran, and these. Uh, Older big men or these younger big men, excuse me, don't want to embarrass him or they are they're kind of unsure what to do. And Vince uses all his old man savvy and he gets to his little he takes people down into the paint and gets to his little turnaround. But the Hawks played a fantastic first quarter and really set the tone for what would end up being a very entertaining game. Um, The Hawks shooting percentage would not hold up and not stay at 60 percent. And actually, by the end of the second quarter, the Celtics had gotten up 12 more shots than the Hawks had. And so despite the Hawks really shooting very well through one half of the game, um, 54% from the field, 50% from three-point land, they were only up by two at halftime. And that only came about because John Collins hit a awesome one-legged three-point shot at the end of the buzzer that was kind of reminiscent to his uh, shot. He tried to Beat the buzzer with in Dallas that went over the basket, hit the shot clock, and went in, which was just a ridiculous shot. And then this one, he did get it to go. So the Hawks were trailing um, fifty-nine to sixty before he hit that shot. And the Hawks had some momentum going in at halftime. Unfortunately, they were not able to capitalize on that momentum, and the Celtics really came out and took control of this game in the third quarter. Uh, consecutive runs of fourteen to four and twelve. For both by the celtics and like the first half of the third quarter stretched the lead all the way up to 10 points or so and it felt like oh no after such a wonderful first quarter first half the hawks are just going to let this game get away from them but the hawks stuck with it and really one of the players who should be champion for his performance is jeff teague i thought jeff teague might have started the game a little slowly but he really carried the Hawks through their second half and ended up having one of his best performances being back in a Hawks uniform. Uh, Teague finished the game with 18 points. Um, He had six assists, four steals, and was just really active the whole game. He was being asked to guard much bigger players, usually either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. And those four steals go to show that he was being bothersome to the Celtics the entire game he had one particularly awesome sequence where uh, he got he stole the ball at the top of the key and ran out and it looked like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown I forget which one was going to chase him down and try to block it and Teague just jammed it and it was I I keep going back to throwbacks or or you know some Teague just being very reminiscent of his first performance in his first stretch of time in Atlanta, but he it was, it was like old Teague was back in the building, and unfortunately for Teague, I thought he could have been even more aggressive at the end of the game. We'll get to the fourth quarter where the Hawks were able to take that lead and whittle it down and make this a real game at the end, but Jeff was certainly a part of that. He played a ton of minutes in the fourth quarter, and it was a very huge part of um that whole comeback and i thought there was a couple opportunities where he hesitated on three point shots and he also kind of waited and then once it was obvious that he was going to have to be the the option for the hawks this time down the court he would take it and he left some shots short but it was just a really throwback performance from teague i think he's starting to get a little more settled i love to see those six assists he actually had an assist to damian jones where I don't think their connection When he first when Jeff first got to Atlanta Was there um, And the teammates are still Trying to figure out when Jeff's going to pass him the ball Jeff is a very different point guard Than um, Trey Young and Brandon Goodwin He is looking to pass way more than Looking to shoot and I think that catches some of The big men and wings Off guard a little bit especially John Collins There's They've had a little bit of a nice Connection coming on but there's been a couple times When Teague's in the paint And Collins is used to Trey taking that shot up. And Jeff has tried to get him, tried to get Collins an easy look at the basket. And it's just gone out of bounds. And those turnovers were one of the ways that the Celtics were really able to stay in this game. Now, the Hawks only had, I think, 17 turnovers in the game. Um, And that's not a huge, you know, that's not one of their egregious numbers this season. But those turnovers really allowed the Celtics to kind of hang around in the first half and then really extend the lead in the second half Trey in particular was very uh, loose with the ball he had nine turnovers of course with his passing there's going to be more turnovers than usual and he's making aggressive passes and I think the Hawks only playing nine players really hurt him because a lot of the players he's not quite as used to where they're going to be off ball Um, but Trey still has a tendency to get caught up in the air or to try to take kind of really fantastic shots or or ridiculous shots and and get caught where it ends up being a turnover. And he had nine nine of those 17. The Celtics, who normally don't turn over the ball a lot, ended the game with 15. And going into the fourth quarter, they didn't have that many. The Hawks really turned up the pressure in the fourth quarter, and the Celtics really didn't have an answer for it. As good as they played in the third quarter— to build the lead, the Hawks were able to chip away. And I have to give credit, Evan Turner played the entire fourth quarter and was part of the the comeback. But um, the Hawks that really shown brightest in this game besides Jeff T. um, Kevin Herter had a a nice game. He got 21 shots up, which is awesome. I'd like to see Kevin get up 15 to 20 shots a, a, a lot of games. And he was nine. He made nine of those 21 shots, five of them threes. And he was really... Uh, important at the end of the game when the Hawks were trying to cut the cut the lead down from six to three or to get the game into be a one possession game Kevin Herter was vital in those situations he was also matched up with Gordon Hayward most of the night and I thought Kevin did a nice job Um, all of Boston's wings really went off Brown had 21 points Jason Tatum had 28 points and Gordon Hayward had 24 points um, and it's it was a tough ask for the Hawks to guard those guys with not no DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. I mean, both the rookie wings would have been matched up to those star uh, wings most of the night. And instead it was Brandon Goodwin, Jeff Teague, Kevin Herter, um, and Trey Young, Trevion Graham as well, all trying to defend those. And Kevin Herter did a nice job. He, I mean, Gordon got 24 points. He made a couple big baskets late in the fourth quarter that kind of kept the Hawks at five points uh, away or six points away and never let them truly contend in this one. But uh, Kevin Herter answered with his own 23 points. Um, Trey had a nice game. It's kind of hard to say he had a bad game when he scored 34 points. He had seven assists and, um, like I said, had those nine Turnovers, And it was an interesting Trey game just because he was so hot early. He had those 17 early points, and you thought maybe this would be a night he goes for over 40 again. But he just never really found that rhythm again. I think the Celtics did a good job of trying to get the ball out of Trey's hands, even without Marcus Smart. And Trey also uh, just was not able to kind of replicate his performance that he had in the first quarter the rest of the way. Um John Collins had another nice performance. 10 of 12 from the field, 2 of 2 from three-point line, including that ridiculous shot at the end of the first half for 22 points. He also had 11 rebounds, including three offensive rebounds. Um, Just John doing John things. It's kind of crazy. The only small complaint I would have with John is he likes to pass the ball a little too much. Be selfish, man. You're such a great shooter. 10 of 12, go up. You don't need to be playmaking in the paint. But John was very good. It's tough relying on John to be the Hawks' only big man sometimes when he's on the court. I mean, sometimes the Hawks only go with Vince Carter out there. But with John Collins, he has gotten better on on the defensive end of the ball. He had two blocks in this game. But the Hawks really got eaten up when Ennis Cantor was on the court. And also the Celtics rookie, Grant Williams, did a good job of getting offensive boards as well. Um, Going into the fourth, the Hawks were down. But they were able to take the lead and kind of whittle it down through the entire fourth quarter. And let me tell you, State Farm Arena was rocking. Um, Both Kevin Herter hit some big threes, uh, and then the Celtics seemed to answer back every time. And it was just a very entertaining fourth quarter, and one, it felt like the Hawks were poised to win. Uh, They got the lead all the way down to four points. It had been about seven or eight points with about a minute 40 to go, and the Hawks were able to get two quick scores. To cut it to four the Celtics had a possession the ball kind of bounced around and went out of bounds and you know from my vantage point and in real time it looked like it was a clear off the Celtics ball and they called it um off the Celtics for Hawks ball and they called it for the Celtics and it was like all right we're going to replay and the neither team fouled a lot um the Celtics had 22 fouls to the Hawks 19 and if you've been watching the Hawks at all, you know that they like to foul a ton, so it was a weird game, I don't know if the whistles were being uh, swallowed for any particular reason, but they weren't calling a lot of fouls, and they were letting the guys play, and if there was a foul, I was going to see if the shot went down, and then make the call, but they went to replay and got it correct, and it was Hawks ball down four, um, and unfortunately, the Hawks weren't able to cut the lead anywhere from there, I don't even they didn't even get a really good shot off, and then the Celtics were able to make free throws and ice the game um, for the one twenty-three to one fifteen victory. And it was, you know, it was such kind of a brutal way to end the game because the Hawks started off so well, you know, dug themselves into a hole and seemed poised to dig themselves out of it. Um, and it was even cool because kind of it, the Hawks got their way out of it without Trey on the court. It was a lot of the backup players, T. Goodwin evan turner played the entire fourth and um it was a really nice team effort um unfortunately i think some of the turnovers came to bite the hawks in the butt and uh just an inability to secure the boards like i said Ennis Cantor and grant williams just destroyed the hawks really um and that's not even talking about daniel tice who ended up getting injured in this game unfortunately but uh the the celtics took care of business they were the veteran team and they acted like it. I thought uh, Jason Tatum had a nice game. He really forces the issue. I mean, he was 10 of twenty-five of 8 from 3. He is uh, not shy shooting the ball. Um, he definitely has an attitude that he's going to get his buckets, and I think he's a little too aggressive sometimes. But he was able to get it going, and he was really part of that third-quarter push that got the Celtics the lead. Um, Jalen Brown is another very confident wing player who – I don't think it's quite as assertive as Jason Tatum, but he is, if he gets the ball in transition, they're going straight up to the basket. Um, And he ended the game, like I said, with 21 points, five rebounds, um, a steal. But uh, the Hawks acquitted themselves well. I wish they were able to get the win. Um, It would have been nice, especially after that awful loss in Dallas. But uh, unfortunately, they were not able to do that. Looking Some of the cool things from the game, again, like I said, this was just a a really nice, fun game to be at, Uh, and one of the things that the Hawks did was they had a this-or-that segment on the big screen where they had Jabari Parker up, and he had a bracket of Atlanta hip-hop acts, and he was going through and choosing which one would advance, and the crowd really got into that one. Outcast ended up being the winner, and uh, the crowd was super into it, you know, whether he chose... uh, two chains or um, yin-yang twins or each each matchup the crowd was saying one thing right before Japari gave his answer which was a ton of fun Um, another segment that the Hawks do every game is they have one of their players draw the logo of the opposing team and Damian Jones got to draw the uh, leprechaun of the Celtics and he did a awesome job they substitute that logo in for the actual logo on the scoreboard for a quarter Um, so that was a lot of fun but it was just a Really, really great atmosphere to be in, especially after some games it's felt like the Hawks can get so far behind or be so far ahead that it's not quite as exciting, but this game had a very nice vibe to it, and the three-pointers at the end of the game, I mean, Kevin Herter had people out of their seats, and the Hawks had the team on their feet with one minute to go, so it was a really, really fun atmosphere to be in, and um, especially for being in an atmosphere with Boston fans, I thought it was a super, super uh, positive experience. Um, The trade deadline is coming up for the Hawks and for all of the NBA and some rumors have started to pop up about that, Um, especially one that's gaining a lot of momentum recently is this Capella trade that would involve four different teams and have the Hawks sending out Evan Turner, a pick, um, and maybe Alex Lynn to get Clint Capella. There's also been a little bit of talk about how John Collins may or may not be available from the Hawks. Uh, my take on all this is that I don't think John Collins is available at all. The Hawks are very happy with, John Collins, with where John Collins is for them. Um, I think they want to see how John Collins plays with a center and tray. And so any talk about John Collins being traded, I would dismiss just pretty easily. It will be interesting. I do think the Hawks just have a lot of expiring contracts and a lot of space that helps other teams make maneuvers that... They'll probably be involved in some trade somehow, but um, this Capella trade is something to keep your eye on. I will keep an eye on it for y'all here, and I will talk to y'all next time. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me, Forrest Willoughby, at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that would be a huge help to me. Go Hawks!